This is Mango Masala, the South Asian show. Welcome, my name's Gerns, and I'm joined here by Halima. Just, oh, okay. I was going to do the obligatory um, mic testing, but yeah, yeah we're working you know today. What? Do you feel like it's making a bit of a weird sound? I can hear. Yeah. Oh, shall we try, like, the, shall we try number six? Oh, I think that's number eight. And now we should also have Ben as well. Can you hear us, Ben? I can hear you loud and clear. Cool. How have you been doing? It's been a while. Like, what Mate, you it's been a while. We've been very busy over the Saturdays. What have you been up to? I've seen you doing your candle stuff. Yeah, so that's been taking quite a lot of, well, a lot of the time what that we've been actually stuff? working on it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, let me uh, give you a little shout out. A free little primer out <laughs> here. Plug, come on. So we are doing very bougie candles at the moment. So we've gone through and sourced out. Put in. You're making them handmade. Yeah, from scratch. Oh, mainly, I should, I, I should be honest. It's mainly Lissy that's doing <laughs> most of this. I'm just doing the photo shoots. I'm just oh. there, like, let me help out. You know, like, let me feel useful for once. That's cute. What inspired the candles? Um, I don't really know. Liss, what, what inspired the candles? She shrugs her. She shrugs in confusion. You so, know what? Everyone loves candles. Assume... It was always going to be a winner, weren't it? Yeah, I think. I think. Partly because I think we will, I think it sounds really sad, but we love candles. No, I, everyone I loves like, candles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, either kind of like the makings of an arson, but you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting, like the, um, I was going to say flavours, but you're not eating them, what are they? The scents. The scents. Um, yeah. Like the watermelon one, I thought that one's really interesting. Oh, yeah. I quite like, honestly, the watermelon one slaps. I really like the watermelon one, I think. And not to be like, oh, I like man. Not to say that Mandarin and sandalwood are boring to me, but like growing up in like an Asian household, sandalwood's kind of like a standard. Mm. And and Mandarin, I mean, I like oranges, so Mandarin's not too far. So it's kind of like what I know. But watermelon, I don't really eat much, and that really does smell really nice. I don't know if you ever watermelon. had Hubba Bubba's back in the day. Yeah, the watermelon yeah, yeah. Hubba Bubba's. Yeah, just any. That's kind of what it reminds me of. That are like watermelon flavored. Well, it's like I love real um, watermelon. It's literally. one of my favorites. Mm. You know what's it's really divided opinion. I've met so many people that have been like, Yeah, watermelon's overrated. I'm literally like, what, no, it's what, not. what are you talking it's not, about? It's not. Like, it's honestly like mango and watermelon, my top two faves. Mm. Delicious. Yeah, solid. Mm. I've got to say, mine's probably um it goes down in pineapple and mango depending on the season. Like if it's mango kind of outside of sort of mango season, it just yeah. doesn't really That's hit with true. Me very mango well. man- depends from mango from where as well, like South Asia mango, not like supermarket mango. Mm. Oh yeah, for yeah, real, like the for one real. you find in little packets. Yeah, like queso yeah. like mango, Alfonso, honey. Oh, oh Alfonso's like oh. the one I love. Yeah, <gasps> I agree. Alfonso's guys. Love me. Honestly, I have tears in my eyes, like waiting for mango season. Was it a few months? Yeah, isn't yeah. It? Like two not months long. now. Yeah, not long now. Um, in other news, um, Halima had a bit. Oh, for God's sake. Um... Right, disclaimer: anyone who's watching this on live stream or who's who can see what I look like. I, I tried to do a whole new hair, new me situation. Um, and I was supposed to dye my bangs silver, but they've turned out ginger because I bought a, a silver box dye and it has hydrogen peroxide in it. So I thought it would lift. Oh, by the way, I have like jet black hair um, and I thought it would lift and then dye. But but basically what I needed to do was bleach it first and then dye it silver as a two step process rather than just one joint step. 
So now I'm walking around with ginger hair. I do want to say that how it looks on camera is a lot brighter yeah. and a lot more orange. In person, would you say I, it's I, a lot more brown? Yeah, I, I can vouch for it. No, I, it is. It's it's definitely <laughs> ginger, but it's not oh. like but it's, but it's but it's but it's not like the ginger that it's appearing on the live stream right now is like. And you know what's so like, peak as well? You know what's so peak? Because obviously I bought one whole box dye for like just my bangs, and last night I tried it last night, and last night obviously it didn't come out silver, but it came out a really nice like. Um, golden um, brown color and then I was like oh my god Ooh. so like maybe if I tried it again like it will it will because because I had half of the box that I left so I was like oh if I try it again maybe this time it will actually be closer to silver and now it's it's ginger so I should have just left it last night yeah. but um my hair is in transition at the minute guys um next time you see me it will be silver touch wood yeah well, you by the to, will and grace of god you have to go over like, some bumps to get to the final destination yeah. I, don't, yeah, like, I, I really... don't know whether to dye my hair now I was you should. All off, like all of it. No, dye it first. Dye it like a stupid, ridiculous color, and then shave it. Because if it goes wrong, well, you can just shave it then. True. Yeah. True. True. But I wanted to go like full Frank Ocean for a while. I was like, you know, I'm just gonna shave it all off and just go crazy. Like I'm just gonna do, do it. That, do that. Do that. But dye it. Dye it before you do it. You know what I wanted to do, yeah. which I've kind of lost the opportunity to do now that I'm semi like growing my hair out, is um, you know, when it's like short, like up, like a bit like very like maybe like a one and people do like leopard print oh, like that looks really cool yeah, like colors yeah, yeah, like yeah. i wanted to try that but i kind of missed my jump maybe in the future but maybe you could just cut it slightly shorter or now yeah. you're mm. adamant on growing it yeah i i don't know i don't feel like i need a barber like like ben just messaged like before yeah. saying oh your beard's amazing i was just like thank you but like if i'm being honest the reason why it's so long is because <laughs> i haven't done anything to it for like two months like literally like and it's kind of because to be honest it's because i bought a new um like what's it called trimmer and then trimmer, it has yeah. has a really short battery life so i've kind of just got really <laughs> I, I, yeah i just got really annoyed with it i was like oh, i can't be bothered and now, now yeah. it's just like yeah i've decided to go for the mustache i've decided to shave all around it and go for a mustache just to see if i can do it because Lockdown's taking me to other levels of style. I've gone through virtually every style thing. Oh, oh, frozen. Is my mic? Oh, I was going to say, is my mic yeah, still working? I, I, I was just off slightly. Me personally, I'm still, I'm also struggling with the facial hair situation because I'm getting laser. Well, I was getting laser, but I've not been able to have it for like a, almost a year because of lockdown, mm. which is very annoying. With mm. that, isn't it like you have like, Oh yeah, no! It's laser eye surgery. Where it lasts ten years. Does it not last that long? For laser hair? laser hair removal is permanent. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's permanent, but it takes quite a lot of um uh like appointments to get like completely hairless. Sure. We've literally gone on a complete like hairy tangent now, but let's get back onto like um the main news point that we're going to talk about today, which was obviously last week we covered what was going on in terms of the anticipation building up towards mm. Meghan and Harry's Oprah interview. Mm. And I actually got it wrong last week. I thought it was going to be on the Saturday and then I realized it wasn't. <clears throat> and I actually, Pi Radio, thank me because I stayed up all night just <laughs> to watch it on um, live stream and write up a full thing to like, sure. so that people have it all. And it is completely yeah. displaced my sleeping pattern for the rest of the week. Like literally, really? <laughs> this, this morning I went to bed at like six. Solomon, give him a raise. One. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like literally, not even getting paid, but like you know, like we'll get to that later. Um, but anyway, um, going back to Meghan and Harry, um, 
Yo. I wanted to ask. First of all, I'm presuming everyone here has watched the interview. Yeah. 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 So, what did we think and were we surprised by what was said? I was not surprised at all by what was said. Um, I think a lot worse will have will, will have been said. Um, I was maybe slightly surprised that they were admitting it to the public. Mm. What, yeah. As in because you didn't think that they'd air dirty laundry like yeah. that or because you thought they'd be scared to? Oh, scared. I mean, do you know what's interesting? Because, like, if we take it back to 20 years ago, even longer, we had, like, Diana just airing it out left right yeah. and center she was just like on the forefront of this stuff mm-hmm. and do you know what like harry's kind of had i mean like i'm not going to be like oh poor harry you're literally a prince you're literally a yeah. <laughs> but i'm gonna say it on the front of that kid's had to deal with a lot of stuff that i think even some celebrities don't really have to deal with that much he, the guy's a literal prince mm. and protection is something that he has known for his entire life so the thought that he suddenly wouldn't be able to have this protection was like fair enough maybe not for me but for his son he then loses his son doesn't even get the credit of royalty doesn't even get any sort of names titles or whatever instead the opposite happens so that leaves him open to a lot of attack by the press and to be honest whether it i don't know what people might think about what happened to diana but a lot of the reasons that her life pretty much went either slightly downhill from them was because of the press like yeah. Yeah, it's quite crazy. It's quite crazy. I don't really feel particularly bad for the whole money side of it, but what I do feel quite worried about is the way that the royal family, and like I said, like Kalima said, I'm not surprised. Really yeah. not surprised because I'm the slightest. Like, my, my, Michael is out there going, like, colonising the entire world, like, three quarters <laughs> of the world, and then going, uh, so we're not racist, but we do, you know, yeah, colonise people. Honestly. Do you know what's been mad has been the, um, if you've seen the press that the royal family's done over the past week charles and william mm. like suddenly they're surrounded by black people Yo, it's just, it's, they it's even got the yeah. anti-wearing kente like they really oh my uh, god it's so it is just so predictable it's so predictable and it's so see-through like it's such a one-dimensional attempt at trying to display non-racism who do you think made that comment about Archie's yeah, that, skin colour? Yeah, I, I thought we were going to go on to this. And I just want to like back us, back us up here in terms of saying we are by no means promoting yeah. that anyone has said anything. We're merely discussing it in light of yeah. what was said in the interview. So on that note, who do yeah. you think? This is our, our, our own speculation. <laughs> I think it was William, you know. Ooh, I want to say it's Charles. In fact, if it's not Charles, Camilla, she's sus as anything. That, like, listen, Camilla's been playing some tricks back in the day. I'm not going to be surprised even if it's one of like Prince William's or Prince Harry's aunties. You know what the thing is? Like, yeah. it really could have been they any both. one of them. Like, yeah. like it really mm. could well, have been any one of Oprah them. Oprah came forward afterwards and said, like, it's not the Queen of Prince Philip. So at least that, yeah. they're like, on this like massive that's what I'm board at. of who it could be. It's, someone, like, it's someone who's going who's gonna, to um, remain in the public eye for a really long time because they were like, oh, we don't want to discredit this person's reputation. So probably Charles mm. or William, I think. Yeah. 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 The whole thing is very you know what, like okay, so the whole thing is obviously very, very crazy and I have sympathy, my kind of like the extent of my sympathy goes to the fact that obviously Megan the misogynoir that Meghan Markle was facing and the fact that it um made her suicidal, um, because that yeah. is just not acceptable for in any case under any circumstances. Um mm. however I'm not 
I feel like in some regards, like this whole thing, as as much as I feel sorry for them and as as much as I can see that they're having a hard time, um, my sympathy is maybe slightly limited because I'm looking at this situation now and I'm thinking about the fact that the royal family, by the way, and this is my opinion, well, actually, I don't know, well, I was going to say it's fact, but like I don't think I'm allowed to say that on radio, so I'll just say it's my opinion. They are like racist imperialist like structure like that is that is what they are um and i'm wondering if either harry or megan would ever have come out and spoken out if the royal family had not rejected them mm. like is is what they're they're kind of making this this point about like okay uh harry put it as colonial undertones um which really just means mm. racism um he put it as colonial mm. undertones would either of them have, have ever said anything about the colonial undertones of the royal family had they not been personally affected by them so is that mm. is that morality or is that subjectivity mm. you know mm. That's i just... think there's i think there's a lot to say because harry's like i don't want to be like um prince harry's like the biggest supporter far from it in fact i'm not much of a royalist but as a person that's kind of like i'm not I'm not gonna say i know that obviously it's just more like you kind of see him as evolve as the time goes on Will and Harry are both very different, perceived very differently by the media. Incredibly. Pr- Prince William during the during the noughties and the nineties was, was like this handsome, effervescent, sort of young, charming man. Whereas Prince Harry was a bit of like a bit of a guy on the bend though. He's always like in the sun, like mm. his backside hanging out in Las Vegas or whatever, like what have you. Do you know what I mean? Like and it took him a far longer time and his relationship with the press has a lot to do with it. He's been trying so hard from a very young age because he's even from a young age he was described as this kind of cheeky chappy or rebellious version of the di- of the two kids that Diana had given birth to. Will is perfect. Harry is a bit is a bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. When actually, it's crazy that 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 was the kind of stigma that was put onto Harry from a very young age, from a very very young age. So now he's running with this fuel of whatever and like you know what the guy was like oh i was i was so naive to it that i didn't even know that my my family could do it I was like bro you, again let's not let's not let's not be around the bush yeah i don't I, yeah like i don't i i think that was nonsense i'll be honest like oh i was i was naive about it like no you weren't you're part of the royal family and what like colonial undertones fam your, your family invented colonialism what do you mean colonial undertones i don't believe that I don't, and this is where I feel like people are giving him way too much credit. I don't believe that he was ignorant. I don't believe he was shielded and in living in this bubble. How can you, when you are you, when you are living with and at the heart of empire, how can you be so ignorant? I think he could have been ignorant. I just think it was willful. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he knew yeah. he knew that there was a such thing as colonialism and empire. If he didn't know the extent and the true horrors of it, it's because he decided not to. So again, it's not the same as oh, I was just naive. It was yeah. I chose to be blind to it because yeah. I don't want to yeah. face you know whatever it is. Yeah, like and that doesn't take mm. away from the fact that as we said, he's obviously gone through a lot with regards to his mother, yeah. growing no, up the press, etc. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time just because of that doesn't mean that you're not going to get held accountable yeah because this stuff. is now this yeah. is now they're now coming out and talking about the issue of race and racism yeah. um and you can't you can't ignore his complicity in it and also to an extent megan markles yeah. because she married into a family that are inherently racist and imperialist so this this was my one thing that i just wasn't 
that that I, I I'm obviously completely in support of Megan in regards to this whole thing. But yeah. the one thing that I was a bit like mm, about was at the very beginning of the interview when she was like, "Yeah, I never Googled him. I didn't like yeah. look." I was just a bit like, "I I accept that you're American and mm-hmm. that you probably don't know the mm-hmm. true extent of mm-hmm. what the royal family is like and what it stands for, etc." Yeah. But to say that you never Googled prince yeah. harry like, yeah. I, I i don't know how i feel about that i don't know if I, I feel and i think more more to what you're saying okay fine you didn't google it let's just let's just fine cool whatever but the, but then when you did enter the royal family you surely at that point you would have learned about it and understood what they are and what they stand for and she still at, at the start of when she'd got married to harry had written a letter to the royal family expressing her servitude saying to them that this their plan was to do royal family duties for the rest of their life like her, her plan was she'd literally written to them and said i'm at your disposal so she had very willingly become um part of this apparatus of or you know everything that the royal family stands for and it's only because they rejected her that she's now had some kind of moral objection to it all yeah i think it's, it's hard because obviously we can sit here and critique it but then yeah. we'll never know truly yeah. what went on yeah. nevertheless it's good I to think- like show both sides to it yeah sure i think again like i say like and that's a good point actually because one thing i know about well just generally about press and journalism is that as reporters and generally as people who do research we only know as much as we can actually see and it's kind of an annoying point because that's kind of the truth of everything you only know as much as you actually see and as much as you're allowed to see so you can make speculations and definitely for sure and sometimes even with these i'm just sat there going like yeah but let's be real we know who who said those comments like personally or like at least to some degree we have a good understanding of who has these old old vibe views do you know what i mean or these old-time views still wanting to hold on to these old kind of old kind of lifestyles i was i was watching also an interview um when diana was doing charity work helping out in south africa i think it was somewhere else particularly but a british reporter came up to her and said Aren't, isn't your help very much revolving around labor? Like, isn't that very much labor policies? I was like, what does what does politics have to do with this? Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a bit, it was a bit strange that it was almost tying. It was almost seeming as seemingly so as like as if this report was tying the British family, the British royal family, to the Conservatives. If you feel what I'm saying. But is that is that is that not what the assumption is? Like, I definitely would look at yeah. them as stories. Like, oh, for real, but for real, but like everyone's meant to be the royal family isn't meant to be anywhere even in like conjunction with po- po- um parliamentary parliament but they are politics. though but they are like you can't they're, they're, yeah. they are they are at their core a political entity is what you're saying like you feel like when the reporter was going into that with diana they were basically trying to stir the pot basically in terms of like trying mm. paint her out as being just completely polar opposite to what the royal family stands for is it sort of that idea yeah Yeah. um i think we're gonna probably have to move on from this soon but the the final thing that i wanted to um touch upon and again let's bear in mind that we should be polite and courteous whilst discussing this on radio but um are you you gonna say are you gonna bring up who i think you're gonna bring up um Yes, Mr. Piers. Morgan. Oh, you know, I was, I was, if you hadn't said that, I was going to say, oh, yeah, one last thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, first of all, I would just like to say my piece, which is, again, not trying to cancel us or put out any, um, hey, yeah. like, hey, are there, whatever. 
But at the same time, I just want to express my personal disappointment mm. in ITV. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not me coming for you. This isn't like this is this is all fact. You let Piers Morgan go mm-hmm. on for so long, mm-hmm. and you also um you knew the day after that interview you like what he was go the the lines he was gonna go down and like it's even after he made that comment about megan's mental health and not believing it on the monday you then allowed him to come back back the next day Mm -hmm. and bring her father into the equation Mm -hmm. completely unprovoked completely unnecessarily when like i'm sorry i just i just don't i don't see how you can justify that and i think the fact that it was was late yeah it was later that day that um he was um stepped down or whatever but i'm just i just feel a bit like you kind of took him on for as long as you wanted got the maximum clout out of him yeah that's and then what it you is like bye bye yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And i don't know i'm just a bit like fed but up with the whole thing that's literally that's literally how tv ratings works like yeah. piers morgan is that entity that kind of you want to punch but realistically all he does is radicalize your nans and then occasionally says some fun facts about the politics that's going on at the moment and it stretches out like he's literally radicalizing your nan about some random stuff or like all brown people or black people or these anyone of color bad and or like oh any any other views that you've got on like oh well you can be homophobic if you want or like blah blah blah, blah. and you're a bit like what how he's are you honestly to a disgraceful TV? he's disgraceful dishonestly and this is my opinion because i know carlos was trying to be all courteous on radio but i'm not a very courteous person and i'll say it he's an absolutely disgusting disgraceful person honestly how can what oh, what self looking at the camera like. what 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 <laughs> self-respecting person has the gall to go on itv's flagship show and discredit some like a, a, a woman a mixed race woman is talking about the fact yeah, that yeah. the uk media has made her suicidal who are you yeah. to say you don't believe her who are you i mean okay i'll tell you who you are mm. a fan a fan, bro. I, I, I thought that F was going somewhere else. No, 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 no. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not that much of a loose cannon. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, no, it's dis- it's no, disgusting. It, it it's is, shameful. It it's is, embarrassing. And I think the main thing I want to say is about the irony that all this went down on International Women's Day. Oh, like, can I, can I like make, can I like extrapolate from, obviously this is a very specific example between Piers and Megan, but can I just as a woman here, can I extrapolate and talk about the wider problem here? Uh, there, there, there have been a number of videos like circulating on Twitter, and there was one that I saw, which, which is a compilation um, of Piers Morgan talking about Meghan Markle before he had this vendetta against her. Um, well, really, mm. I should say what led to this vendetta against her. And he's talking about the fact that they went out for drinks one time. Um, he obviously, in his delusion, thought he had a chance with her. Um, oh. And then, and then, obviously, she she then met Prince Harry. They got married, and he's like, "She ghosted me. I'm just sad I lost a friend." Like these are all quotes from him, by the way. Um, so he's he's um affronted because he thinks that something was gonna happen between him and Meghan Markle, and then she aired him, she ghosted him, and now he's really upset. And now he's and now and then he spent the past few years just spewing absolute vitriol against her. The, a yeah. lot of women, yeah. a lot of women out there have either know of or have had this a similar iteration of this story happen to them personally where a man has tried it with you he has not succeeded and and has become very very reactionary very violent very vitriolic Mm. in response um and it speaks to the it speaks to male entitlement 
The fact that men think that they are entitled to your time, to your attention, to your affection. And if they don't receive, if, if their attention and their interest is not reciprocated, which by the way, it's always the woman's prerogative to not reciprocate, then apparently that is a justification for vitriol and for hate. And and in this instance, we've seen it to the extent where, um, like, let's not make, let's not, let's not um, make any, let, let's be straightforward here. A lot of, Pierce has, has been one of the leaders in the media hate campaign against Megan, right? And we know what that hate campaign did to her. It, it almost made her, you know, lose her life. Is that not mm. manslaughter? Bro, mm. because I was just about yeah. to bring up the point that, I was just about to bring up the point that this this seems like a fairly mild version because uh, because we've seen it so many times in the news and, and in people's personal lives where men have become physically violent. Men have literally killed women for for rejecting their advances. Um, spewing hate mm. in this instance seems like a mild thing, but I guess also not because it did have a role to play in her her feeling suicidal. Yeah. And do you know what the craziest thing about that entire interview was when he says, oh, I thought I lost a good friend. And I was like, so in your head, what you're telling me, run it by me again. Yeah. In your head, to make friends, you're going to diss him. Oh, okay. Yeah. That, yeah. that makes zero sense yeah. to me. It's weird. He went out for drinks with her once. Yeah. It's weird, man. And this ties... Is like, yeah, just, no. yeah. This ties into what we're going to talk about next in terms of the very sad yeah. case regarding him. Mm-hmm. Sarah mm-hmm. Everard. Ben, you all right? I'm good. How are you? I've just had a right. jalebi break, yeah. guys. So, then you're no. missing out. You know what it was? He's got, he's got a box of jalebi. Yeah. Um, jalebi, oh. baby. That's song Jalebi, bye. <laughs> um, but... Honestly, it, I live for it. I live for it too much. I even listen to it sometimes just like on the on the run, random occasion. I'm just like, I bought some weights and I sometimes put it on, put it on while I'm That's like, your gym song. It was your training song. <laughs> That's you know, so funny. It's actually such a bot. You know what? Claim to fame. Um, I put up on my Instagram um a clip of me on my like solo show and I played um Young Sharuk, which is the other song that Tesha, the guys mm, usually like. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. And he um like this week he like liked it and commented on it. Ooh, like, what did he know, have to say? He was he literally I think he commented like the like hands emoji. Like, and I was just like yeah, big love like. Oh, like, nah, Young Sherrick was literally like my song of like 2020, honestly. It, was, like, it does go it off. Was a good pop. It, it was does good go pop. off. It's a tune. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, with regards to the Jalebis, it was literally um, my dad was coming back from the Corrie Mile and it was like typical like South Asian style in that um, obviously bless him and it was like a really nice thing for him to do but it was literally like I was about to hop in the shower and it's like yeah I'm outside I've got some jalebis for you just unannounced <laughs> no but the thing is I knew he was coming but it was sort of like he'd said like oh yeah I'll only come if like it's like two hours before and it's literally like literally oh, just as I'm about yeah. to get to radio like this is why it's, it, like obviously it's like so nice but it was like it was funny at the time like I was literally like, I had to run I, I ran for the first time like this year to like go outside so I could come back like to go in the shower like but yeah, shout out to Lalit. Thanks for the um, jalebis and samosa. And um, yeah, Halima's enjoying them. Like, Carlos the doesn't like jalebis, weirdo. Yeah. But I mean, what? to be fair, to be fair, like I held it up and I was like, this is literally diabetes. Yeah. Um, some of us, yeah, I guess, that's are the whole more... point. Yeah, I know. He doesn't like them. They're too sweet for him. Apparently, uh, no one eats jalebi for hell. Yeah, it's like <laughs> pure indulgence. It's like we did say afterwards here for a lo- good time, not a long term. Literally, so. precisely. You no, know, I literally feel like what's it called? Him, Glenn Coco, and it's like 
Forge your lapis for you, <laughs> and, and none for Ben Stevenson. Bye. <laughs> but to be fair, whatever you've missed on the with the jalebis, you'll make up for it in this one. So I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> honestly, like they're they're gonna get eaten like straight after the show. Right, so I think we needed that bit of lightheartedness to kind of ease off because we're gonna get into some quite serious topics now. Um, just mm-hmm. like I suppose I should give a bit of like a trigger warning that we are gonna be talking a bit about sexual violence against women and um rape sexual mm-hmm. assault murder etc and this is in light of the sad news that we now have confirmed which is that um sarah everard has been murdered i think it's confirmed like yeah. the, they yeah. found um, her body now and a serving police officer has been arrested and charged with it, it yeah so um halima if you don't mind, like, obviously, and again, like, if anything gets too intense, yeah, yeah. just let us know. But, like, I think we should probably come to you first as, um, obviously, a woman. Um, when you heard the news about Sarah Everard, like, how did you To feel? be honest, like, and this is absolutely appalling to say, as sad, as sad, as saddening as it was, I just was not surprised. Like, I just was, was not nothing about i mean like don't get me wrong it 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 shakes you to your core but also it's it's such an age-old story like it just it's i i I can't imagine there's any woman out there who heard the story and heard the case and was like oh my god i'm really shocked how could this happen because we know exactly how it how how it's happened and 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 it's a it's a scenario what happened to sarah her reality is a scenario that women have to contend with every single day like we mm-hmm. every single day we have to think about the fact that honestly anytime I'm, I'm walking alone at night anytime i'm in a enclosed space with a man anytime i'm alone with a man who and, and there's no one else there my first thought is that okay i'm gonna get hurt like th- th- like i need to remain vigilant right now i'm gonna get hurt um and 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 obviously in the wake of it a lot of women have been kind of brave enough to come out and speak out and talk about instances of gendered violence that they've faced and i think the statistic is that is it 97 percent of women is it in the uk yeah, yeah. Ni- i don't 96 97 like yeah 97 yeah, percent of women in the uk have faced sexual assault which is the th- to be honest i want to talk about this thing of like not all men like because mm. i've seen i've seen a few to be honest more than a few men come forward and be like it's not all men it's not all women it's toxic to men to to like you know say that all men are like this and all men are like that but it's like foolish it's so foolish. stupid bro it's so stupid you know like one thing i always say is that people are always like oh i don't know any abusers i don't know any abusers but almost everyone knows someone who has been abused or or assaulted in mm. some way or another so it's the, the math is just not mathing right now mm. like how come 97% of women have been assaulted, but people are claiming that they're not an abuser or they don't know any abusers? It doesn't make sense. I think it's the thing as well is that people don't understand how, um, obviously murder is an extreme, yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's taking someone's life, but they don't really understand mm. how um, one thing transcends to another, transcends to another. Yeah. Like it's, for example, it's another one of those pyramids, like I was seeing one circulating at the moment, which is the pyramid of sexual violence. Mm. And it starts off with like, starts off with like these subtle mindsets and views that you yeah. might have, mm-hmm. Tran- then goes mm. into the actual making of comments and yeah. jokes, goes into the actual yeah. um, sexual assault of people in that yeah. obviously we shouldn't, it's not minor at all, but like less than murder. Yeah. Before c- going into literal like, 
rape and murder, yeah. and then at the top there's genocide. Um, yeah. But it's it's the the crazy thing is, but in terms of women, like I did I did a um a podcast interview a few years ago on a, it was a feminist podcast, and um, we were talking about sexual assault. And I remember, like, someone asked me about my experience, and I think I was like, "Oh yeah, I, I, I'm lucky. I've never been like sexually assaulted or something like that." And then I was thinking about it, and I, and, I, and I was thinking about the amount of times that I've been like groped in my life, um, and it's crazy. It's so brazy that we think that sexual assault is 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 only in the extreme of like rape, murder, and 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 stuff like that. That we don't even see things as groping, or I mean, like, obviously, I'm very cognizant of it now, but at that time, like. I just considered myself lucky because all that had happened to me was that I'd been groped, you know. I think that's that that mm. that's the thing that's mad is like considered myself lucky that, that that's yeah. all that yeah. happened. Honestly, like... honestly, I think like mm. oh, I've not been raped. I'm so lucky, but actually, there have been numerous times when my um my consent has been violated, my physical body had been violated. Mm. And you know it, what was mad mm. as well was um I. I, I think I, I saw the news actually when they announced that they'd um found um her body mm. and <coughs> um the head of um police I think it is um Cressida um Dick um was on the news and they were saying about how oh this is a very rare thing and yeah, um a, yeah. and we um we've increased police patrols and i was yeah. just a bit like first of yeah. all is it really rare and second of all this is a case in mm. which a serving police officer uh-huh. has probably uh-huh. um murdered uh-huh. a woman and your response to that is in police police, police. like yeah. how, how yeah. I, I just don't get how there's not two it's two and two adding together and getting five you know what i mean like it's like that was honestly i was gonna bring that up that was my exact re- response i'm not surprised that this is what they're doing but also it's crazy that this is what they're doing um I think was there there was um two two women who were found dead at a park last year. Mm. Um and was it the same police officer that took photographs? I don't think it was the same police officer. Or was it not? But I, but I think I think it was probably it, I think it was probably the Met again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah I don't yeah. think it was the same yeah, police. Yeah, the point the point is that you know what you said is it rare? I mean, okay, so people who listen to the show know that I'm an abolitionist and this is precisely why. Um, because this is not rare at all. Like this is, there are numerous instances of police violence, um, and and this is just one situation that has um been brought to light in the, in in a way that many others have not. And you know what's mad is that you've interpreted that rare comment as being about police um, violence against women. And I was, that's not even what the comment is about. The comment is about general violence. The fact that you have enough to say yeah. about police violence, imagine when that then extends to the fact that she was referring to mm-hmm. it's rare that women get abducted or whatever. Into oh, the, like, really? Yeah, yeah. so that, that's what she was referring oh, to. So that, that's why I was like, the fact that you interpret it as that kind of says it all, really. Yeah 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 guys abolition come on man abolish the police this is not this is not not the views of pi radio no this is my personal view my personal view is that they need to be abolished honestly like how how is increased presence gonna make any 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 difference when that they're the source of the problem in the first place it should have been like that when she made that announcement when she knew that it probably was a police officer that had done it should have been we are even if even if we're not going to the extent of abolition it should have been we are looking into how we can educate our police officers reform and, at and, least. yeah and reform and um sieve through them do backup checks like help to prevent this ever happening again like yeah the accountability i felt was missing 
None. The speech it was just, yeah, there was just like, none. It was a bit like, we're deeply shocked and angered. It's like, yeah, yeah. so is the rest of England. Yeah. Like, Except you, ha- you have the power to do something about it. So do something yeah. about it. I mean, like, it's so ingrained even within the system. Like, 97%, yeah. like we just talked about. Yeah. 97%. Mm-hmm. Um, back in the 70s, the Yorkshire Ripper. Mm-hmm. Countless, other, countless other sort of maniacal people out there going around stabbing people. And all the only, the only reason behind behind that was pure hatred towards women. Yeah, that was yeah. All, that's it was all misogyny. It was. it was pure misogyny. And and so I don't I don't know if you guys have seen the the Netflix series yeah. on on the Yorkshire Ripper. Yeah. I watched it yeah, and it was yeah, inter- it was interesting to see the way in 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 obviously the Yorkshire Ripper and, and his his like murders and his violence was based in misogyny but also it was interesting to see how much the investigation on 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 the yorkshire ripper was also steeped in misogyny and the fact that the police were literally they had rendered themselves incompetent because they could not see and function beyond their misogyny it's like oh he's a prostitute killer yeah that's that's what it is that's what the assumption was there was so much to it as well and there's so many women's voices that they were ignoring there was so like i said they rendered themselves incompetent because they just were unwilling to move past their inherent misogyny it's crazy it's Mm. insane like what i thought was powerful through that was the sort of how the reclaim the night yeah, began yeah, yeah, and that yeah, sort yeah. of form, it formed out and it was like right no we're taking back our streets we're taking back our safety yeah, yeah. and do you know what's powerful about that it, it, in a sense that this is kind of we're, we're in 2021 now now we're yeah. well over 40 years past that mm-hmm. well over however long like even including there was many other cases past the Yorkshire River that we've all missed as well yeah and we're still talking about it to this day it's like it's just like racism it's just like every other format it's just like there's always there just always is work needs to be done and people just willingly ignore it because and it's so scary because today i'm not today but a couple of weeks ago um when i was walking through town i i heard people walk with like girls just walking past who were walking past me i was like how are you doing this how are you builders doing this and then i I was on a shoot the week before when i was taking i was doing a covid safe photo shoot and we again we were near builders again and we were taking some pictures because the location was just nice but again, we hear the we hear the builders kind of wolf whistle at these two beautiful girls, and you're a bit like, bro, like what do you expect them to do? Yeah. What, what and do you it's want crazy. Them to do? It's crazy that like you've been able to name two instances just off the of the past few weeks as as um a passerby, like as just an observer. Now imagine how it how, makes me how feel. Much... It makes me feel so sick. It genuinely yeah. makes me. I was like, what are you doing, you bad yeah. brainless people, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I want to bring up the point of you know we're talking about. Um, ben has just said like it's 40 years on and we're literally same position right now um if we're talking a little bit about solutions obviously i mentioned abolition and and, and or you know police reform at the very least um i want to talk a little bit about like feminist architecture as well because um interestingly like before the the sarah case broke there was a, i had um was in a lecture about feminist architectures and about public space and and how to like how the 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 series was called like the space is not for you or or i can't remember but basically it was about the role of like um the space that the that that public spaces make for women um and i've seen a lot of people since the news have has broken come out and talk about how like feminist architect architecture is going to be one of the formal solutions to um the the endemic of like gendered and, and sexual violence because um you need to think about like how has has the the built environment around us 
um, allowed this kind of violence to take take place um, in on such a frequent scale. Um, and people are talking about the fact that there are so many roads that aren't well lit. Um, talking about bus routes. Um, talking about escape routes. Talking about um, like safety check-ins. There are so many things that when you really sit down and think about it, you realize the city space is really not made for a woman mm. at all. And there's no mm. desire to do it either. Like no, of um, not. there's a mm. alleyway in Headingley in Leeds. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah. know it, it's famous, mm. like literally for it. I think it's literally nicknamed like a soul alley. Ah, soul alley, I saw and, that. Yeah. And the, someone, the council, yeah, they they refuse to do any like lighting yeah. or patrolling or anything yeah. there. And someone literally um, <clears throat> spray painted on it like this don't is enter, another yeah, don't, yeah. And they 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 made the effort to cover it up. Yeah. but didn't make the effort to actually do mm-hmm. anything about it mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like it's, it's 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 really really the powers that have the have the, the well the power to to mitigate these things they kind of see it as, as a fact of life like how are you being more proactive in covering up a warning that was there because you are not taking action and it's costing women mm-hmm. their lives and their livelihoods is that yeah. am i like yeah. am i honestly sometimes like i think about it and i think like am i crazy like, am I crazy yeah. for thinking no, this is ridiculous? No, no, you're not. Absolutely not. Because, like, it's it's crazy. Because, like you say, the powers that be are far far more interested in keeping face than solving yeah. anything. Yeah. And I think that's kind of a damning indictment altogether. Because it's like, what do you want to achieve? Do you want to achieve a society that's once civilized? Because we like to pretend like we're a civilized sort of democracy in this world where everything's fine in the Western world. Whereas like in India or Pakistan or Bangladesh or wherever in the Southeast Asian continent or even Asia on a general scale or even Africa or whatever, it's like this crazy sort of whatever world and there's no rules and there's, they're a yeah. lot less civilized. And I'm like, bro, like I'm not being funny. But look what's happening it's, here, bro. It looks worse. <laughs> yeah. It looks worse when you've got when you've got like a system in place and uh, a place where you'd want to cover up paint and yeah. warnings rather yeah. than sorting out lights. Yeah, yeah. So when we talk about... Um what we can do obviously if the powers that be aren't doing anything this probably brings us on to the next point which is talk to your man then yeah talk what to your can man then. men yeah. do to help women feel safer so first of all obviously coming to you halima mm. um as a woman what do you think men can do to help in this situation i mean in the first instance don't rape like don't don't sexually assault women but obviously like mm. that's that's clearly not enough because that's a social standard that men aren't sticking to um I, you I need was, to rush it down you yeah, need to rush it down yeah I, I, I was saying you know how, how before i was saying how like how how, how is the figure that there's 97 percent of women that have been assaulted but then men are saying that it's not me it's not my boys like that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. so 100 percent, i would say accountability like actually holding your boys to account like and it's and and it's in in the first instance is education because i think a lot of people don't actually understand what sexual assault is and how sexual assault manifests like when you're at a club and your boy is making unsolicited advances towards a woman that's that's sexual harassment you know if they're groping a woman that's sexual assault we we um we kind of like allow so many things because we're like oh it's just standard it's just normal it's accepted it's not it's accepted but it's not acceptable you know, so if you see these behaviors, even if it makes it uncomfortable for you, if it's awkward, you need to call that out. Because as um, Carlos was saying before, it's always the start, you know, to because mm. 
the principle is the same the principle between um murdering somebody raping somebody and just groping somebody is the same it's the invasion of that person's space and privacy if you once you have mm. breached that once you have breached that barrier mm. and that boundary what's stopping you and i know and i know i'm sounding extreme and, and a lot of people men will hear this and they'll be like just because mm. i groped someone doesn't mean i'm gonna now rape and murder them but really tell me like how do where, where's the barrier do you know what I mean? Like, where where do you build that dam? Like, like it's it's again, like you say, like <clears throat> you see a boy acting out, and if he doesn't, if he doesn't respect the fact that he's not respecting her, mm. he obviously won't respect you because if he's not listening to you and he decides to go around doing these things, he's not your boy. Yeah, cut him loose, but chat to him before yeah. you do because, like, the at the end of the day, because like <clears throat> you like, especially going through when you're traveling through uni and you're traversing that sort of scene. People think they're untouchable. Yeah. I don't know for whatever reason, just people think they're untouchable. Well, it's men in general are socialized to believe yeah. that they are yeah. and that there's no consequences to their I, actions because more so, time there isn't. It's horrible. Like the amount it's of times so you see um, <clears throat> stories about um, particularly mm. like Oxford or Cambridge oh, scholars that yeah. um, have, they don't end up being prosecuted yeah. because it would damage their reputation. Their I mean, and they have and... so much to offer society. Yeah. If they yeah. had so much to offer yeah. society, why why are they doing that in the first place? Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, literally. Yeah. Honestly, honestly. Where's this behaviour coming from? Like, and I would say like, you know, men, like I, I know Ben was just saying that oh, this person already lacks in self self-respect. And it's true, but men are more likely to listen to men than they are to women, which is, and, and this is something okay. that I know so many women have an experience mm. of. It's actually insane the number of times when I've been out and I've been approached by a man who I, I don't want to be approached by and I've had to lie and say, I've got a boyfriend. Because if I've, if I've, there have been times where I've said, I'm not interested and they don't take no for an answer because that's still, you're still fair game. You know, that male entitlement still comes into play. However, when I say I don't have a boyfriend, to be honest, more time they're still persistent. But if they're gonna relent, it's when I say I have a boyfriend. It's because they'll respect another man more before they'll respect you as a woman. Mm. So definitely mm. hold and your mm. boys to account. Man. That that's wrong. Yeah. But if that see seeing as that is obviously in place, yeah. you use that to your mm. advantage. Yeah. Step in, man. Like... Step in. Yeah. And what I, the... I also want to say is just really quickly, like. I think men generally need to also drop the sort of savior savior complex a bit because yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. well, we need to protect our daughters, and I'm like, don't rape. Yeah, Teach just your tell, tell your boys to rape. keep it in their pants, man. Yeah, right. Like if she if she ain't if she ain't about it, if she's not invited you back, I and mean, she can also still tell you no. Yeah. By the way, at That's any point, point, any point, <clears throat> even if she's your girlfriend or even if someone you're seeing, you keep asking for consent regardless. Yeah. Okay, That's something that you must do. But like, here's the thing: why I'm always confused. That is like when people say, "Oh, it's not all men." I'm like, "Yeah, we know it's not all men." But like, there's always, it always takes one, maybe yeah. two, maybe three of your friends. Yeah. That 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 person, even I should say, um, like you said, like Alima says, is that there's that crazy level of entitlement that they feel that they must have, like it's there. They must they must hold on to it and therefore get their gratification and walk away. But that's again coming through a place of misogyny and selfishness. I think so it's, it's a very God. primitive thought process. Sorry, I was, like, I was just saying it's just like it needs to be root and stand. It must be taken out of root and stand. It begins. It really begins at home. I think as well. One thing that just needs to be clarified, and it is crazy to me that this needs to be clarified. But I have seen mm. some comments where they're basically saying, "Well, why is it fair to stereotype all men?" But when you have stereotypes in regards to racism, 
that's a bad thing and i'm kind of just like this this is fact and this mm. is ingrained in it's society. The statistics. It's statistics, it, bro. And it's, 97% of women. Who's yeah. arguing with that statistic? And it's that the we live in a patriarchal society. It's ingrained mm-hmm. in society. Mm-hmm. When we talk about racist stereotypes, that is the same. It, it's that the mindset is ingrained in society, but it's not the actual fact, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not based on statistics. It's, it's not the same thing. And like... Yeah. It, like if you're bringing up that point in the first place like think about your priorities it's crazy i was having this conversation with my boy the other day like um because he did a post and someone was just commenting absolute nonsense like well men don't have hive mentality and what do you mean about men need to take collective responsibility all of this nonsense bro and he's like a family have just had a phone call to say that their daughter their sister their partner's remains have been found and and it's and it's right now that you want to do semantics it's right now that you want to do acrobatics on 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 word mm. choice it's it's crazy like you know i saw this tweet yeah. i saw this tweet the other day and i think this really perfectly encapsulated and and it was like a tv idea called not old snakes and it's mm. like they get men and they put them in a pit with uh, uh, hundreds of snakes and I mean, what what's the I don't know what the statistic is of like men that abuse or whatever, but obviously a high percentage of these snakes will be poisonous. Except you're not gonna know which one. Now tell me, are you gonna be scared of all the snakes, or are you gonna just are you gonna be like, oh well, not all of them are poisonous. Let me just like let me just chill with them. Let me stroke them. Let me do this. Like let me be comfortable in this pit. That's like. I, I don't know it's like like carlos said it's a bit stupid that we have to break it down like this because it just sounds like common mm. sense to me but yeah mm. i think as well like as someone that isn't really friends with a lot of men i don't really surround myself with many men like a lot of my friendship groups are with women there's still work that can be done here both in yeah. terms of your yeah, of yourself bro. and your own mindset yeah. or in terms of your family and also yeah. in the future your children like i think that's where the biggest change can probably be made is when bringing up your children put more energy into educating your sons to reply respectful gracious of women and obviously don't rape them and then then telling your daughter oh and do this do that like you need to do this to avoid it because ultimately like i was actually speaking to my sister about this because she actually um lives in london and I was kind of just a bit like, I think we were just talking, I was kind of saying, oh, you're right, like everything that's going on. And she was saying like, yeah, because um, obviously it's sad, but that I really yeah. see the point in anyone telling us to be more vigilant because yeah. I've kind of been growing up with that yeah. ingrained in me yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. so it doesn't really change yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. With it, women, it's just, it's just like new iterations of things that we have, of ways of living that we have internalized since we were allowed to go out since we were allowed to leave the house you know yeah it's just crazy that you guys have an entire playbook or a manual on how to live your life whereas guys are like just don't do anything stupid right like like, like, and and for for the majority of the time that has failed every single time like we have what like most men have one rule we fail it all the time I think just don't do any achievement and you do stupid things I think, regardless of whatever it is um one thing to maybe end on because probably gonna have to um play some more music in a second but mm. it was just a few more things that you can actually 
do as men yeah. in order to make women feel safer and one of them is actually going out of your way to do it and yeah. it might seem a bit like oh well, why am i having to do that it's such an inconvenience to me but it's also like i think if it's an inconvenience to you think about how much of the an person, inconvenience yeah. it is to them to That's be having these thoughts in the first place so it's just stuff as simple as like crossing to the other side of the road if it's just you and them on the same road or like overtaking them making your presence known so they don't get freaked out when they realize that they're alone like with you um i think showing support if you see like something bad actually happening like intervening and it doesn't necessarily have to be confrontational because obviously we're not trying to get anyone hurt But at the same time, it can be like as easy as just going up to them and saying, oh, you're all right. Do you want to go? Yeah, like, exactly. Do you need help? Do you need do you to be doing anything? Can I help? Can I do something? Or like, you know? yeah. or like even like, oh, do you want to go yeah. get a drink? Yeah. Like, like, it sounds mad because that's, that in a lot of cases, that's what these men are doing in the first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes like, women just need an escape route mm-hmm. because like we said, men, mm-hmm. a lot of the, if men is, if a man is accosting you in the first place, he does not respect you enough to yeah. take no for an answer. Yeah. And then obviously listening and um sorry, educating your friends, family, etc. And the final mm. thing is literally just listening to women. And I think that's yeah. one thing that okay. is madly more people that have come forward and their priorities lie with saying not all men and speaking on stuff that they've never actually experienced before, never will experience. I think it just mm. that's the root mm. of the problem. People like to speak on issues that don't affect them with their own opinions based on their own life experiences, yep. but they don't actually listen to the people who are actually suffering and that's that's a problem. Yeah. 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 And at that point it's like it's like Prince it's like Prince William. It's willful ignorance. Willful. And that's far worse. I just think, you know, like, 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 um, like Carlos just said, it really takes nothing out of your body just to cross the street. Yeah. I've done it many times when I've been like, when I've just been walking in the dark and there's someone ahead of me, regardless of who it is, maybe it's man or maybe it's a man or a woman. I will still cross the road just to make, so, make sure someone feels comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's, no extra, it's literally no extra effort to you. Yeah. Literally no extra effort. And I like, think the thing is just simple things it just becomes ingrained in you like you kind of just mm. like especially if you're at uni there's a lot of times where you're like, walking back from like club nights and stuff yeah. and there's like women yeah. like all alone in front of you and you kind of like i think this is the thing like if you haven't already thought about this then think about why you haven't like yeah. like obviously yeah. not trying to judge anyone here how much of a privilege here. it is to, yeah. not, to not have to yeah. face this as a reality every single day yeah just yeah yeah just try like just like that's that's the main thing like be on the right side of history and hopefully we can have a better future um oh as my dad says just do better my mum and dad always say that just like as a same like a simple point just be better yeah always do always be better yeah don't know what else you've got to do and if you're hard to be nice and if you are one of those people that's kind of like oh like well why i'm just amazed like oh they're taking it too far in the pc oh this is dead like why do you have such a need like to yourself. make? Why do you have yeah. such a need to make these why jokes is, in the exactly, first place? Yo, yo, like, yo! Why is why is joking about sexual assault the the boundary at which your you view your civil liberty is being impinged on? Why is that? Mm. Why is that? Think about how how much of a privileged position you must be in if the breach, if if the extent of 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 what you view to be a breach on your basic human rights is I can't mm. make rape jokes like. What is that about? Why do you want to make? Why do you want to make those? Why do you want to say the N word? What what, yeah. what? what do you get from that? It's sick. It's absolutely sick. Yeah. 
on that note i'm gonna play a few more tracks now and when we come back we're gonna be hearing from hb on his single sorry not his single his ep the consistency the main reason for this interview today is because you've got your ep coming out relatively soon which is going to be consisting of singles and you've already put out two of them to date i believe so you put out the cut and also your fresh wave in freestyle so is it four tracks in total ep yeah so the the, the reason why i do this i think that's a really good point you brought up is i really like we live in an age where it's instant we consume everything instantly and i think that unless you're a big artist um you're not going to have that it's hard to get replay value from something that you've dedicated few months to could, could be like up to a year to um i've seen artists work on like my friend who's just released an ep uh jester he um he's a french artist and he's done nine songs in there he's been working on it for like nine months and you release it all at once and people will listen to it for that weekend and maybe one or two songs after but i was like i want to keep consistency and that's why i call it the consistency so that was my whole plan last year covid messed it up slightly but every three weeks i'm dropping a new song from the ep so we have the next one dropping um this friday and it's featuring a West London rapper called Young Valley, um, who's he's got some uh, recognition as well, like from BBC Asian Network too. Um, so yeah, we, we're dropping that, and then three weeks after, we're dropping uh, my final single on this, and then I'm already working on the next EP, which will be dropping literally three weeks after that. Well, already on the next EP, though. that's that's pretty impressive. It's consistent. You've got to stay consistent in this life, man. With regards to when the fourth single comes out, will it be? the fourth single comes out and then the whole ep is available as a unit or will you not even release it as a unit like no i so i, I might do I, I have the option but i don't think I, I i don't see the 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 value in it essentially at the stage i'm at i think if i was like if i had more of a following if i was like sort of getting more i think then you see the value of that um i don't think personally i'm at that stage yet I believe my quality is there. It's just about reaching. Um, and that, that, I think that's the only thing I'm lacking really is this, especially on the social media side. And that's why I try to be more consistent there, just gain a following, grow a fan base. And because uh, I, I have people following me who I show them my music and they're like, oh, this is actually really good. Yeah, I'll follow you. But the thing is, it's getting that word out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I've been trying to network and trying to, and that, that's why I was so grateful for when you guys reached, uh, reached out to me. I was, yeah, I, yeah it was massive like and that's why i was so excited just to have this interview as well i've got a couple of other ones um, come up but the way that especially yourself like you wrote that stuff about me i was gobsmacked that was amazing for me so no worries um so going through your music in terms of the consistency ep um starting off with the cut um obviously i feel like that um single is probably what has brought you the most attention so far in your career I, I would say i think like obviously that's the one that's kind of received like national um airplay um it's kind of like you just see like popping up like I, i'd be in the car and like i'd hear it like just coming on the radio again um so do you want to just go into a bit about what the cut actually is is it meant to represent or is it just kind of putting you on the map like what's it about no so like a lot of my music has always been about it's either experiences or it's like where i'm looking to the future and I'm a very ambitious guy. I think I've, I sort of touched upon it before. And um, th- this is literally just about ambition. The whole thing is I want to make the cut. I don't want to be left behind. I want to be able to be, I might I always say strive for perfection and that will always bring out the best in you. you know, no matter if you get there or not, obviously perfection is unattainable. So I want to be 
I want to win Grammys. I want to be like among the greats. Like, do you know what I mean? I want to break every record going. I might not get there, but if I have that mindset, it will push me. Um, so yeah, like the cut is basically about, I want to do that. And then the, the thing is I've never done a drill beat before. This is like a melodic drill beat. And I was like, from, I like drill beats, but I'm very selective in my beats with any, any song of mine, like people say to me now, like we can hear like a sound, like every time you release a song, it's like, well, it's not the same beat, but you can hear a consistency set in the sound. And it has to, you know, when you feel like, I'm assuming you have it as well, when you feel music. Mm-hmm. So when I heard that beat, I was like, I felt it. And I was, and I, when I start writing, when I can start like doing a melody straight away, I know that I have to do something for that song. But when I start writing, I love including metaphors and stuff. And um, I love wordplay in general. And um, I love switching up flow. Um, I used to do it too much, to be honest. But um, yeah, now I've started to control it a little bit more. But with this, because this beat was so easy to rap to, I was like, I have to make the most, I want to showcase what I can do. That's why I switched flow. Got up, I think, about eight or nine times throughout the whole song, which not many people do nowadays, especially when you have your, like, people trying to copy, like, the, the drill like flow mm. <laughs> which is fine um it's i just want to stand out and i want to showcase what i can do do you think like that um what's it called the like switching up a flow and like the level of motivation and determination ambition that's in the track do you think that's what has kind of elevated it to gain the recognition that it has got i think so but also i think a lot of a lot of it comes down to the beat as well like zell um i basically just contacted him on Instagram, I was like, yo, I really like this beat. I need, I need, I just need this beat. We just got chatting. And yeah, so he gave me the beat. And I think, yeah, I think it's mainly because it's a drill track and drills in. I think a lot of stuff now is to do with trend. If it's on trend, I, I was in a, a clubhouse room the other day where we were pitching to some one extra uh, people. And they, I, I showed them a snippet of my last song and they said, yeah, it's really good, but it's a bit mainstream. So I was like, I think that actually might be good then because like if I've got this platform already then to put out something that they could potentially play rather than it's good to be different but you need to be not too different I think um to if depends what you want to do with your music stay true to your principles but yeah I think with me it was I think when I played so I actually played at a gig so I did a gig in October I headlined my first gig ever which is amazing I can't believe I got to headline it um and no one had heard that song because I'd literally recorded it on the Tuesday. My gig was on a Thursday. So I did like, it was a rough, very rough at the time. And I played it at the gig right at the end. I was like, this is a new song coming out soon. I'm just working on it. And it got about four wee looks. And that's when I knew I was like, okay, people are feeling this. And I was like, and yeah, so on the back of obviously the, the success that it's had, and uh, it's got me, I'm a BBC introducing artist now. And uh, I, we're, we're planning a video. We just need things to open up because we're, with the way that we're planning it yeah we need to do it in a thing that isn't open yet so mm-hmm. when it's done we're shooting it straight away planned everything storyboard it out because i think we need to build on the success of that single no that, i'm looking forward to that because i'm already thinking oh what could it be like the kind of video, video elements the visuals but <laughs> we the thing is I, with the guy who i work with we're very we love to do things differently mm-hmm. we don't like to be the same so that we've already the video is gonna be sick trust me we're coming on to the next single which is actually taken from your um, freestyle with DJ Limelight on Freshwave Sessions. So first of all, do you want to just tell me a bit about what it was actually like to do that freestyle in the first place? Yeah, man. Like, I, so I saw him, um, like, I follow DJ Limelight, I follow a lot of DJs and stuff on um, on Instagram. And he said to me, if anyone wants to try and get a session, let me know and I'll check you out and then we'll talk about it. 
So I just reached out. I was like, I'm really into a session. He's like, oh, let me check out your music. He's like, all right, cool. Um, so I went to do it. Is it because I'm based in East London, so it's quite easy for me to get there. And yeah, w- went there and um, yeah, I, it was this. So that song I've had for ages. I just, I just, I was like, I don't know when I'm going to put it out. I literally wrote it about three years ago. But um, yeah, I just found a beat to it, and I was like, you know what? Let's just do this. If it's like a free, because I don't really do much freestyle stuff. Um, like I said, I'm a songwriter, so I was like, yeah, let's just do it. And I really, I really enjoyed doing it. Um, and it got a good reception. Um, yeah, I, like like I said, if I had a wider following, I think it would have done a lot better um, and initially as well. But like there was always positive, there was any positive comments on it. So I was like, oh, that's it. Like for me, just to get, it's always good. I like constructive criticism well, but if um, if people are feeling it, like, yeah, man, like I was like, yeah, I've got to put this, as, I've got to put it out. So I put it as part of the consistency. So coming on to the next um, tracks, um... The track that's coming out this Friday. So, so it's called Getaway. Getaway. So yeah. what kind of um what kind of composition can we expect for Getaway? Um because obviously like I said you got the drill beat for the cut. Um the freeway freestyle is a bit more like I'd say like maybe modern hip hop style. Like um, yeah. so what can we expect for Getaway? So Getaway, it's a funny story. Like I, I found this beat on YouTube and we wrote basically I was like to the valley, I was like, bro find this beat just smash it out um and the thing is it like sometimes it takes quite long to for people to write and stuff so that's fine but this beat had been sitting on youtube not been bought for about a year and a half so i was like all right cool and as soon as valley gave me his thing i was like all right cool let me go buy the beat now and it was sold and i was like oh my god like this is so annoying because i've got this sick verse from valley and i've written my stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so i went to the studio i was like to my um to my producer and my engineer i was like bro we need to make a beat we need to remake either remake this or just make a new one so we kind of made a new one and it was built on like almost like Afrobeat-y style. So it's a lot slower. Um, and yeah, it's 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 more of a sort of a vibe, like a summer vibe sort of thing. Um, I like to be as versatile as I can. Um, but yeah, we, it's, it, yeah, it's Valley just kills it, man. Like that guy is so smooth on the mic. Um, so he comes in and absolutely smashes it. But yeah, I think, I think it'll, yeah, I think people will like it. So how did you come to know that you wanted to work with him? Um, did you know him beforehand or did you see his music and then reach out? Yeah, so I, so basically, I, I, like I said, as soon as I literally finished my exams in the end of 2019, the first thing I did was like try and get more active on Insta. Um, I started like looking at loads of people and there's, um, I think Harps Court and a guy called Prash, they used to, well, they still do obviously, but COVID has messed it up. They host like an event um, for like urban South Asian artists um and i looked at it and i was like looking at a few of the artists who performed and two of the ones who i really liked i just reached out to i was like i really like your music um i do music too blah blah and i just i've just been yeah just conversating with them just been following their steps um and i was like i like i like people as well i think you have to have the right vibe with someone and he just seems like a nice dude and i was like his his he has like an effortless flow um so i I said we're going to work on something soon as soon as i find something that I think is good so I think I re- yeah we we planned this in September time so um but yeah like we finished it up I finished it up just before the first uh, the December lockdown um but yeah like yeah that, that's I just reached out to an instant I think networking is the most important thing nowadays so especially in COVID as well you've got the tool of people are expecting you to reach out over in social media or over the internet there's not that expert there's not that like expectation that oh they can come and find me in person if they want to because obviously you can't do that at the moment so it kind of is like people are having to like look at their emails look at their dms that sort of thing 
No, like, yeah, I think there are pros and cons to it because I'd personally love to, like, I'd love to have, like, come up to, like, Manchester and, like, like met you guys because the thing is, well, I'm a United fan as well, so, like, Manchester, I would put heart in Manchester. So. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, like, I think in person it's so much better. Um, you just get more of a vibe to someone. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you can do a lot more now from just, like, sitting at home sort of thing and sort of that that time that you would take to travel for instance now can be converted into something else yeah no i definitely think that you're right you're right in terms of you can only really get a vibe in person but some, for someone like me i'm a bit more like on the shy side so if i'm being honest it kind of has been like a blessing in disguise in terms of like not having to um do it in person because i used to work in a music distribution for a bit and that involved a lot of like networking events where it'd be loads of people congregated in um for you or something and they'd all just be in their little bubbles and you're, you're meant to kind of like go in and just randomly join the conversation just start talking and like i'm fine like once i've started a conversation like i can hold it like it's fine it was more like they're having you have to like interject the initial, into actual yeah people and just this like start like join the conversation without butting in and like that was just like foreign to me like it's so much easier to just go online and you can just like literally send someone an email and that's like done like, yeah, no, no, no i i do agree like I'm quite good at just doing that stuff though, like generally. I mean, it's sometimes I do look in a room. Like, I've been in like, you know, when they have, I don't know if you've, because obviously you've had completely different job experiences to me, but I've had job experiences where they have, they have like new joiners all in like a massive room. Oh, uh, icebreaker type things. I kind of, and then obviously people all automatically just go into small groups and then you're like, oh, which group do I have to yeah. try and join? <laughs> so I do, I do completely understand. Anyway, getting back to the music, um, obviously you've got a final single after in getaway um have you like released the name for that yet or is that still like yeah it's it's um so it's called calling cool. and i i personally believe it's the best the best one on the thing um obviously that's up to <laughs> the thing is as an artist you always like things that don't do as well so mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that is like if you ask like i've listened to so many interviews of big hip-hop artists and they're always like like they asked Kanye, oh, what's the best song on like Pablo? I think it was. And he was like, I really like this one or whatever. And everyone's like, oh, that's interesting because that wasn't like a big song. And they asked like Drake, what was your favorite one on like Take Care? And it was like the ones that didn't do as well or like nothing was the same. It's like things like one of the like, number five and nothing was the same, which I thought was all right. But no, everyone just like went past it. So it's so weird. For me, I believe calling is, yeah, I literally, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was in the studio before lockdown and then. Um, I just need to get in like next week now, just obviously when the restrictions are slightly lifted, um, just finish it off. But yeah, it's a to, for me, I think it's the best one I've got. So, and what type of like style are we going for on it? Um, honestly, it's 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 a weird beat. It's a hip hop beat, but it's like it's got a like a gu- guitar kind of sample in it. It's honestly the beat is amazing. Like I don't I don't know I can't describe it. It's unique. Um. And like, like I played it on the clubhouse thing, like a snippet of it, and uh, they seemed to, they were like, yeah, it's just sick. And I was like, all right, cool. That's cool. No, like, I'm looking forward to that. Um, and do you know, like, when that's going to be released? Is it like three weeks after? So three, literally. Um, so we've got the 12th now. So it'll be like early April or start or end of March, basically. And it might start early April. I suppose focusing mainly on music, um, you're already working on the next EP so what's the plan with that is it is it going to be the next is it going to be like a consistency too in terms of like putting out singles like separated again yeah 
Yeah, we're, we're, we're literally going for the same format. The thing, my plan is, so this is my plan. Every three weeks, like I mentioned, I'm going to release a, a song from an EP. But over the, over the year, it should equate to about four to five EPs. <clears throat> That's my whole plan for the year. Now in that, I also, per EP, I want to make one video too. Because um, videos, I mean, as an independent artist, they are expensive to make if you want it a good quality. Um, so I, I wish I could make one for every song, but obviously I can't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we are, like, like I said, we've already got one in the pipeline for the cut. Um, I've already planned one for the next EP, which song I've selected already, which I want to make. Um, so yeah, that's, that is the plan. And I need, the, the thing is, like, obviously what happened to me with the cut when I got the platform uh, from BBC, it was amazing. But I'm very a what's next kind of guy. I always knew it was just going to, it was going to die away eventually. So I was like, I need to now use this to propel. Um, and since then, like, obviously you guys reached out to me and it was amazing. I've had other uh, local shows where my my singles have been played on. Um, and it's been amazing, to be honest. But it's just about keeping that going. Like, when you have your down days, it's okay to have a down day. But um, just make sure you get back up on your horse as, when, you're, when you're able to. And just don't make, help make that down day keep going down, if that makes sense. Yeah, you got to keep that like, upwards trajectory, basically. It's okay to have, like, like, a few blips, but you got to... 100% man I, I, the thing is I'm like I've, I mentioned I'm su- I'm over ambitious that's my problem but, <laughs> but um, yeah I want to be the biggest I can be and I'll keep consistent with it and now I'm in a space in a place where like I said I'm exam free so I can just focus on my music um, and yeah I, I, studio is my favorite place to go so um, yeah man I'm, I'm just looking forward I like I want to see I've got so many ideas I'm working with loads of different artists as well now. I've, I've started collabing. Like, this is my first collab um, that's coming out. But I've got so many collaborations coming out with um, up-and-coming artists. Uh, we're trying to... I've, I've done songwriting for some big artists before, so I might try and reach into that um, directory as well. And now I've got a platform. I feel like I'm probably ready to do that. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this year. And it's, yeah, And hopefully, like when the pandemic is over i'd love to come like to pi radio and stuff and just check you guys out and see what it's like no for sure um, i definitely would love to be <laughs> in the, actually in this studio like it's, it's weird like we've it, it's just like covid in it <laughs> yeah, just, it's impossible to plan anything at the moment like you literally oh, no, I know. Like, everyone's saying like oh june 21st where you're going where you're going i'm just like like why 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 are we why are we setting ourselves <laughs> up to be disappointed like Mate, honestly, I can't. I I literally because I love partying. Like, so mm-hmm. I can't. I can't wait to be in bars and like clubs and just like get a drug and dance it away. But I know that that I don't know where that's gonna happen. Like yeah. I I don't want to get my hopes up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we'll see, isn't it? Like on the date that we're recording this, schools are going back tomorrow, so we'll see what effect that has. Yeah, of course. But yeah, thanks a lot for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Um, do you want to just tell people out there where they can find you if they want to go listen to your music or a podcast or whatever? Yeah, of course. I think um, main. I'm just on Instagram. That's like the only social media I really use. Um, so my handle is at hb underscore five two nine one. Um, there you'll find links to my podcast. And my podcast is at dime. That's d i m e, and then it's drop. That's d r o double p. Um, and yeah, and then my clothing. I'll put the link later because we're not ready to, but I've got the handle sorted. I'm just, sure. wait. And then my, my website, just go to my website, which is 
sonextyear.co.uk you'll find all the information for me there links to all my music and yeah man we're like subscribe to mailing list because yeah i'm getting active keep an eye out on our youtube as well because the full interview will be available there shortly um thanks again for listening to manga masala it's been great to um engage with you guys um if you want to engage with us outside of the radio show you can find us on at mango masala radio or at mango masala mcr depending on what platform you're using we're on instagram twitter facebook youtube and even tiktok now so go follow us on there because we're going to start putting a bit more content on there as well yeah definitely keep an eye out on our instagram and youtube as well because i have upgraded myself to premiere pro now so we're going to be putting out a lot more interesting content for you guys to enjoy.